When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hi there, and welcome to Oaktown Boys, uh, season three, episode sixteen. Um, we came back down to earth pretty hard here, I will say. Um, we were couldn't have been couldn't have been feeling better about our performance when we recorded last week, and we have not won a game since then. So we're really uh, when we're good, we're good, and when we're bad, we are bad. But it has been the one. You know, it turns out even if your team isn't good, losing one run games is tough. You know. What's that age-old saying? Uh, win seven, lose eight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way things have been going. Um, but it's it's obviously not great. Um, but I found myself getting frustrated at some of these losses. And it's like, as bad as that is, at least it's kind of a sign of life, you know? We felt something. Like, I wanted them to win. And I, what is it now? Well, it was, we lost six to one today. But it was four one-run games in a row? Maybe five? I think at least four. Four one-run losses in a row. Um, four. Four in a row. And I think at a certain at a certain point in the year, we were 11 and 11 in one-run games. We were pretty good in one-run games. So that really... Uh, we had one good... We had one good number. And it... Uh, it isn't good anymore. Well, it's at least not nearly as good. Um, so... We'll see. We'll see what happens. Go. We'll, we'll see what happens next week. But yeah, an O and O and eight stretch is not what you want. Surely does not help when you are the worst team in baseball. No. Um, yeah. Quick recap. So Phillies series um, first game, the A's lost six to one. It was a JP Sears day, and it was a good JP Sears day. We're he, learning to love JP Sears days. He went seven innings. Um, I think maybe for the first time in his career. Don't quote me on that, but first time this year. Fairly confident. Seven strikeouts, zero walks. Woo-hoo. It's almost want. like at this point, anytime a starter pitches and doesn't walk anyone, it feels like a win, you know? And he gave up three home runs, but they were all... Oh, nope. Three home runs, two solos, one two-run shot, accounting for the four runs he gave up. Um, the rest of the game was pretty lifeless from the A's point of view. So, yeah. We got a yep. couple stolen bases by... Uh, Ruiz, you know, typical offensive day for the A's. One run, stolen bases from Ruiz. That's about it. Ruiz should be scoring more runs than he is, but there's nobody to knock him in, really. So, 
you know. I think this was the last game Chad Smith pitched before he got sent back down. He did. He is not on the A's. Well, he's not on the. He's not with the big league club anymore. He's, he was our man for a while, though. He's lost in the void. Yeah, we liked him. He was he was a bright spot for at least one podcast. Uh, next game, A's lose three to two. This was at least an extra inning affair. Uh, James Cap had a nice game himself. Six Ks, zero walks. Five hits, one and run. Um, so between Cap and Sears, we actually have some pitchers that are truly going out there and doing what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I think Cap, this is one of those exercises where if you could take out, if you could just totally remove maybe two of his starts, everything would look way better. Because he has not, he's been good. He's been pretty yeah, solid. He's been good. A couple more I know, bags. I don't know, as good. He's been, Sears has probably been slightly better, right? Overall, for sure. Sears yeah. is the breadwinner. Yeah. Uh, yeah, a couple more bags. Ruiz, keep keep running. Yeah. Keep running, buddy. The well, quest for 80. That would be so fun. He's he's already beaten Ricky Henderson's rookie record for the A's. So, yeah. you know, if you want to extrapolate that, he's going to be the uh, stolen base king one day. Well, and also, I mean, we I remember we said 85 was like a big number because that's what he stole last year, like total, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that, 82, mm-hmm. 85. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking that that number was kind of crazy. And now watching him, it's like, that number's not crazy. That number's not crazy at all. He, he could steal 100. Yeah. Like It's crazy to think about that, kind of, because we live in such an era where, like, we have lived in such an era where stolen bases are, like, not a thing at all. Um, but now I know what it looks like to have someone who can steal 100 bases. You know? Like, it is... He, and it's interesting. It's cool. He has game-changing speed. I wish there were more people with game-changing skills on our team. But um, I guess I'm not. I'm also not being very nice to Ryan Oda. Ryan Oda is also playing great right now. But the rest of the offense hasn't looked very alive. Not very offensive. No. Well, I mean, <laughs> offensive in our some state, ways. Our but. statements may be offensive, <laughs> but the offense is not. Yeah, in this game, there was a Carlos Perez home run. That was pretty much it. Yeah, this was the beginning of the run-run games, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Moving on to the next one. The A's lose 3-2. to two. Um, Regular, just nine innings this time, though, right? No extras? Correct. Mm. This Oh, this was a Hogan-Harris day. Which, Oof. man, what's Oof. going on in Oakland, folks? We Do we have a good starting rotation? Hogan-Harris went six innings, struck out seven. Wait for it. Didn't walk anybody. <laughs> and, um, man... We just scored any runs for these guys. We could have beat the Phillies. Uh, home run by Aledmus Diaz. Made things a little bit interesting Yeah. Uh, in the late innings, but say love you. The A's lost again. Yeah, yeah. Really nothing more to say about that one. It's strikingly similar to the game before, honestly, <laughs> in a lot of ways. It's kind of a boring series, not yeah. going to lie. Outside of the good pitching, pretty boring. Uh, moving on to the Guardian series. Which felt like, you know, it's like, well, team's not that far removed from winning seven in a row. If they can just snap the losing streak now, maybe get back on track a little bit. But no, uh, yeah, Guardians that's... had plans of sweeping the A's as well. Yep. So another one-run game, three to two Guardians this time. Um, Waldachuk opened, did pretty darn good, and then Medina came in. For four and a third. Also did pretty darn good. Gave up only one run. Struck out four. Um, but then the remainder of the bullpen couldn't quite hold it together. I mean, they only gave up a combined two runs. But Sam Mole and Trevor May each gave up one. And that was enough. Um, 
Tony Kemp hit a home run. How mm-hmm. did I, I yeah. completely forgot that happened. Yeah. Well, I'll talk, I'm going to talk about him a little bit later on for sure. Yeah. Tony Kemp's um, on a little hot one right now, which is great to see. And then the next day, the A's lost seven to six. This one, they really should have won. They yes. were up four zero in the top of the third. Gave three right back in the bottom of the third. Um, yeah. Scored. This was one of those games, like we were, like like I was talking about. It was you know for most of the year. I just kind of, you know, you get to a point where it doesn't really move your needle that much. This game frustrated me. Yeah. I mean, we all, I'm pretty sure we all felt pretty good with Paul Blackburn on the hill, four-run lead. But no. He did go five, struck out seven, walked one, but he gave up four runs. Austin Pruitt came in later, gave up a couple more runs. Uh, but let's talk about the offense a little. It was a good offensive day. <laughs> it was. It was. I mean, six runs is good. You should win any day you score six, six runs, win. realistically. Ruiz led the charge, had three hits, including all singles and uh, <laughs> two stolen bases. Uh, but Ryan Noda had a big three-run home run in that third inning. As we both said, as soon as Ryan Noda, hom- Ryan Noda homered, I was so sure we were going to win. Yeah. You know. Up 4-0. You always... Feel like you're gonna win? Yes, <laughs> but not not the case this year. Not the case. Another two hit day for Tony Kemp. Absolutely. At the time, brought his average up to 181. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the A's gave up three runs in the seventh and eighth to blow their lead, and they lost seven to six. That brings us to today's game. Another JP Sears day. I was personally very excited because I was streaming JP Sears in fantasy today. And he had a great day. It he was did. oddly similar to the last start. I guess better. He went seven again, struck out eight. He did walk one, um, but only gave up two runs, including another solo shot, this time to Josh Bell. RBI triple to freaking Miles Straw. Yeah. Miles Straw seems to be an A's killer, man. There's part of me that wanted to call him Daryl Straw. <laughs> Put that out, Daryl Strawberry. Um, so yeah, I mean, for me, the takeaway of the week is the pitching is rounding into shape a little bit. They did throw out the new guy, Yaxel Rios. Yeah, yeah, just acquired a couple days ago. And boy, we've seen a few outings like this this year, so I don't know if we can write him off entirely. He does throw hard, but he could not throw a strike to save his life. He walked four, giving up four earned runs and two hits in one yeah. inning. And it was just miserable. The game was close, and then he came in, and it was out of reach within about he, four minutes. It became it came undone very quickly. Um, but I will say, this is the type of year to do those things. You know, take a chance on these people. See if you see if other teams are overlooking something. His first appearance, it did not seem that anything had been overlooked. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. I think he's not. He's probably not toast. He's probably got. We got a couple more appearances from him, I'm sure, at least Why to not? see to see what he looks like. But yeah, I mean that's uh, and that's two sweeps in a row, which not for us either. Which is not good, you know. The offense was freaking dead. Yes, uh, three hits total. Aledmus Diaz had a sack fly, and that was the only run. Yeah. So, so the end of the Tony Kemp hot streak as well. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. Um, that's, I mean, you want to just go into moments of the week? 
because I'm not Kenya. Yep, yep. My moment of the week is Tony Kemp. Tony Kemp with a, I believe when it was all said and done, it was a six-game hit streak, which started the day that when we started the losing streak, actually. Um, so, you know, the A's won a bunch of games. And then Tony Kemp started playing, and then we've lost every game since he's been playing. But he did, you know, I mean, the numbers still look pretty bad, but they look considerably better than they did before. When he was before the beginning of the streak, his OPS was 443. And now it's 530, well, after yesterday, before he went over to today, at the end of the streak, it was 536. Um, which is basically, basically 100 points, yeah, you know what I mean? He brought his numbers up by 100 points. Um, he needs to have three or four more of them. But this is also, this is the type of stretch where if he starts playing well, maybe has another one, and then just kind of settles in, then this is a Tony Kemp that we're used to seeing. You know, I mean, and I we love Tony Kemp. I, you know, like, I we never thought Tony Kemp was going to win an MVP or anything, but he has consistently looked like a solid MLB player pretty much when he's been on the A's and gotten consistent time. So it's nice to see him contributing because we, I know we didn't expect to win a lot this year, but I expect a lot more from Tony Kemp up to this point. So, And I'm sure he does as well. And mm-hmm. We're with you, Tony. We want to yep. see it. Uh, mine was just J.P. Sears being the ace. He is slowly but surely becoming the ace of this staff. <laughs> I'm not sure that really means much for this team, but that's his title. Um, in the past two outings, he's gone seven innings. And then, what was I? where was I going with this? I need my splits. Dan? Do some splits. Oh, for Sears? Yeah, I'm just joking. I got him finally. Okay. So, over his last season on the whole, he's uh, he's got a 4.24 ERA, 1.06 whip. Pretty respectable yep. numbers. Uh, 72 strikeouts to 16 walks. However, in his last month... 28 days, his ERA is 2.93, 21 strikeouts to six walks in a .904 whip. You know who he's starting to remind me of a little bit? John Means. Okay, yep. You know, like when John Means is going well, I see it. Because, you know, they both, neither one of them throws super hard. Yeah, a lot of sink to their balls. Yeah. Um, nice big sweepers. So it's 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 in that sense for me also. It's nice that there is a little bit of like a blueprint for success. You know, I mean, it's not there is there are people with very similar arsenals to JB Sears that have had ex- extended success. You know, so it does it doesn't it's not very flash in a panty for me. It really feels like he's figured something out. You know, this is pretty interesting. Uh, right-handed hitters are terrible against him. Lefties are pretty good. So that's like backwards. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But it's working. That's backwards. And to me, it tells me like, well, if he just writes the ship against lefties, then he'll be dominating everybody. Yep. And he kind of is anyway recently. So, you know, like whatever he's whatever he's worked out, stick with it, buddy. Because it is, you've been, he's been excellent. I'll take an under three ERA from any of our starters over any stretch of time. Absolutely. Honestly. So, J.P. Sears, keep on dealing, buddy. We have definitely won the Frankie Montas trade at this point. We've yeah. got 
We've got Waldachuk, Sears, and Medina all actually contributing, uh, some more than others. But Montas is out for the year, and I'm pretty sure the the pitching that he did for the Yankees was garbage. So, well, Sorry, and I Randy. think I think he's probably out for the year and done as a Yankee. Like I don't probably. think he's There's, pitching as a Yankee yeah. anymore. You know, I, I don't I don't think he's done. I think he'll yeah. probably he'll get he'll get a deal somewhere, but I don't think he's pitching for the Yankees. Definitely makes me wish that. I could be like a fly on the wall when some of these trade talks are going down because, I don't know, you have to think everyone was aware maybe there's some sort of injury issue, but the Yankees did it anyway. Or maybe the A's just totally fleeced them. But isn't there supposed to be some, you know, some like rule where you can't trade dudes that are secretly injured and stuff like that? I mean, yeah, he, maybe, maybe he didn't know he was hurt though. Maybe. You know? Like, it could have just been... It was seemingly just terrible luck. I guess. You know? Um, and bad luck for him, because he didn't seem to really have that big of a problem, like, mentally pitching in New York. You know? Like, I feel like it could have worked out if he would have stayed healthy. Um, but, yeah, it happened... I mean, I... When you fall off that precipitously, injury is kind of the only thing that makes sense. You know? Like, that's... I wonder if he has thoracic outlet syndrome. It's, it's been all downhill from that day where he almost no-hit the Mariners. Yep. It has indeed. It's very true. Um, but anyway, all right, on to really kind of the main thing that I wanted to talk about, at least at the beginning here, um, the coaching staff. I want to show some love to the coaching staff because I, even in somewhat, you know, what's ending up being kind of a lost year, there's still growth opportunities and there has been significant, I mean, as you were alluding to JP Sears, you can extrapolate that out pretty much across the whole pitching staff, you know, like the things that they were God awful at. It was definitely the they're better at now. You that know? was the theme of our weekly recap. Like, oh wow, the starting pitcher did well today. Yeah, and now you know, like as you said, we got what three in a row, three basically great performances from starters. Maybe not starts per se, but you know, following an opener is it's a start. Um, and yeah, so I mean, obviously all of the coaches, but Mark Kotze, Tommy Average, and Scott Emerson, you guys, they're doing work. They've been, they've been. I think. It turns out they've known all the things that we've been complaining. You know, I mean, they knew too. We weren't the only ones that knew what was going wrong. So, um, there it's, it has gotten, it is much easier to watch the games. They look a lot more engaged. They look a lot more competent. You know, I mean, a lot of these losses, I mean, as is true, I think in general of one run losses, it kind of comes down to execution or one or two things not quite going your way. That's not a terrible team, you know. It's just a just an inexperienced team with still kind of bad luck. We're still having a bad luck year, you know, and that is it's a weird year to have a bad luck year because we're also kind of having a bad year. So, you know, like that those one run we could have won two of those games pretty easily, you know, including the six seven six game, which as we said we should have won. So. I don't know. I just hope we're. I hope we're clumping all of the bad luck into this portion of this year, you know, um, because it does seem like there are some things with this team that are worth worth watching now, and I think a lot of that is due to the skill of the coaching staff and you know the, also the coachability of the players. Um, but whatever, whatever's going on, I believe in Marcotte again, one hundred percent, especially because he's had to talk about so much stuff that wasn't on the field related and is still somehow keeping these dudes like improving on the field while there is maybe more noise than there has ever been for any team, you know? 
Um, so, a little bit of love for Marcotte. I've got some numbers for you. So, the pitching, as we've said a few times, is getting better. Um, so, this is, I think, one area we should praise the coaching staff for. Um, so, starting out the year, looking at April, March, <laughs> the team had an ERA of 7.72. I don't even think we need to check. I'm pretty sure that's the worst in baseball. Yeah. Uh, May, a little bit better, but 5.54. And now June, it's down to 4.02, which I would have to guess is pretty close to the middle of the pack. Um, if you want to take a deeper dive, the starters in June have a 4.62 ERA. The relievers actually are down to 3.47 in June. Um, so we've been praising the starters, but really the relievers have been doing a decent job too, at least compared to how the year started. Well, and I think also there's a little bit, they're throwing dudes out. You know, I mean, the uh, guys are generally performing pretty well at, as opening, as openers. Um, so I think that's probably even buoying the start. Is that Because that counts as a start, right? I bet that probably counts as So a start. I wonder if... All of those count because they're t- their bullpen performances. So the bullpen actually probably has been even better than that. Is, Interesting. Yeah. You know, the starters might have been slightly worse, and the bullpen might might have been slightly better than that. <laughs> but I mean, I think we still have that problem of we're getting good start. We're getting a number of good starts now, but man, when they blow up, they really blow up. You know, like the whole the one and two thirds, two and two thirds, and it's seven run outings really skew all the good outings still, and they don't happen often, but they do happen sometimes still. Totally. So, this is the first month they've had a strikeout-to-walk ratio as a team over two. So that's a good sign. That is a good sign. They've been walking so many less people, and it's so nice to see because that was really getting old. You know, It turns out that's the kind of thing that will let me turn off a baseball game. You know, like six walks in two innings. It's like, okay, I can't watch this anymore. I can't watch this anymore. On the hitting side, things have sort of improved too. Um Honestly, the team started out the year hitting okay. I think we can all maybe recall that if you really try. Mm-hmm. There's been a lot of a lot that of was a real dark on. period between that and May, when it started out okay. May was terrible, but yeah. So in April and March, team OPS of like one hundred nine. Yeah. June one hundred four. May eighty nine. Um. I don't know. They're. It's not as bad as it was in May is the main thing I'm trying to get at. Totally. And um, things are somewhat trending in the right direction. So, Well, and I feel like with some of this stuff, like we, I, I think we probably have to sound a little bit repetitive with some of these things. But, I mean, Ruiz and Noda, we have fully uncovered, like, two legit parts of a, yeah. of a lineup. It's a little hard to tell you know? where Rooker fits into that equation, but I certainly like him as a fourth outfielder at the least yeah i think un in my mind at least unequivocally ruiz has taken center and nota totally. has taken first Matt, um everything else you know rooker has made a pretty good argument for left i'm not i'm not i'm not 100 percent against it but he hasn't grabbed it the way the other two have you know i mean it is uh and as i mean as we were talking about the beginning of the year this is that's what this year is for giving dudes opportunities to grab spots and so it's nice to see that two of them have at least really taken the opportunity, you know. Um, and and you know, as you said, uh, JP Sears for sure. I would I would throw him in there as well. JP Sears has been amazing, and has taken his 
probably I mean he is I fully expect him to be a number two on a competitive A's team in the fair you know mm-hmm. sooner than later yep yeah at least a three um yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens with Mason Miller you know like it'll be interesting that I really I mean obviously like obviously you wish he didn't get hurt but for a lot of reasons now I wish he wasn't hurt because it'd be cool to be able to get a look at all of them kind of back mm-hmm. to back to back you know yep but anyway so it's better it's better I mean you know like we're we were it was so bad it and, was so bad and we thought it was never going to get any better and now it's kind of considerably I mean, better practically a four a 500 team for the past two weeks and it's felt way better you know I mean I wish they weren't doing it in streaks yeah but you know, maybe sprinkle in a few wins every yeah, few days, boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so yeah, the team is showcasing some talent, and now the question is, same question we have every year as Ace fans: Who's getting traded? I think, I will. Th- I think the uh, overall the most likely person is Alemis Diaz, and I'm basing that strictly off the fact that he's the only person I've heard any rumors about. He's the one in the rumors. Um, he's not in the top. 12 in terms of war on the team. No. So the most valuable position players that could be traded. I mean, Ryan Noda and Rooker are the top two most valuable position players. We kind of have established we don't really expect them to be traded. Certainly not Noda. Rooker, maybe. I mean, I'd, be, I'd be very surprised if they trade Noda. I would not be that surprised if they traded Rooker. Agreed. Um, Loriano probably is the name that seems most likely to be traded. Him and Diaz. I mean, Diaz is already being rumored to, what, Yankees? And I heard Boston, too. Boston. They're talking about the Red Sox. But it feel, like, I, I mean, I wrote it down. It feels like Loriano's gone already. I mean, we've been expecting him to be traded for about a year now. And we don't, I mean, I want Loriano to play for, I want Ramon to play for the A's his whole career, but it just feels like it's not going to happen, yes. you know? It's going to that truly will be the end of an era yeah. if, if and when that happens. Um, but to be perfectly honest, he's not playing that well. He's not. You're so right. his value is not super high. I doubt we'd get much more than a double-A pitcher Yeah. for him. I, I mean, maybe, though. You know, I mean, especially because in some of these, if they're trading him to, like, a real contender, you can, at the very least... You are bringing him in as an elite defensive replacement in the late innings of games that actually matter. So in that sense, maybe we are. Maybe we can get something cool. Maybe like you a know? big league player, or and a or someone or a young guy with a well-regarded guy. Yeah. You know, like I'm just after the Murphy trade. After all trades, it's like, man, I just really want to get someone's like. I just want to make sure someone's in like the top fifteen for a team. You know, like just someone, someone. But actually, you know, to be fair, we have turns out we've actually gotten some. I think we did great on the Cole Irvin trade. We did indeed do well on the Cole Irvin trade. He's, I mean, but that was that's one of those things. It's like you you can tell that people don't really watch games in Oakland that much because if you watched Cole Irvin pitch in Oakland, you could tell like this guy is using foul territory. Don't take him out of Oakland. Like this guy is using foul territory. And it's gone as predicted. So I think it's interesting. Um, it'll be interesting because I think Ramon's perceived value is probably higher than his actual value right now. You know, um, so I hope we can cash in on that. Yeah, a couple other names on our list are Blackburn and Peterson. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm super mad about both of them. If they go, great. If they come back, whatever. I, I know we have Peterson under contract for another year. We probably have arbitration on Blackburn still, I'm right? I'm ready to move on from Peterson and Diaz. I see yeah. you've got May and Cap on the list, too. I think Cap probably... I don't think we trade him, but we could probably... That one is interesting. I And I really hope we don't because I love James Caprillion. I really yeah. like him pitching for the A's. But if we decide to move him, we could... Probably get something for Man. him. He's pitching super well. And you just, you know, he'd, he'd freaking do so good if we traded him. I don't know. It just feels like he's on the verge of either blowing up in a good way or in a bad way. And I feel like if we were to trade him, I don't know, some other team probably knows some little adjustment and it'd fix every little problem he's ever had. Yeah. He just um, seems so close to being. Well, and solid. He, he may be doing it right now. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're might talking. Be, might be on the way. We're talking a fairly significant stretch of baseball that he's been pitching pretty well and trevor may i wouldn't be surprised if they move him just because no. just to move you know just I, to move some money just to make a trade well and just to maybe let him hit the reset button yeah you know like he just didn't get off on the right foot and it never happened um so yeah you know maybe ship him off somewhere else give him a fresh start he's a great guy you know it just wasn't wasn't his year he makes lots of donuts um love that all righty, so we got to look back here and... Give it to me, baby. Okay, you're just going to have to not look at the top of the screen. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay, you're going to have to... I got to... Use your self-control to... Filter my own eyes. Yes. So, relief pitcher. Relief pitcher. Started in San Francisco, 97. Went to the White Sox. Till 2002. Became an A in 2003. Was excellent. Was excellent. Back to... Or then to the Red Sox where he presumably won the World Series. Uh, it's got to be Keith Folk. It is indeed Keith Folk. Man, what a good guy. Yep. I got completely stumped on the uh, John Boy Media B-Ref today. Did you happen to watch that? Mm-mm. I did not. Or Ref Guess. Um... It was John Axford, and I Dang. my my initial thought was Brian Fuentes, and I, I was a little ashamed I mean, of myself. I mean, you know, I, that's not a terrible. Not not terrible. Not terrible. I guess they're off. They're only off by like four years in Oakland, mm-hmm. and kind of similar careers. Although, I will say, Brian Fuentes had a better career, which is not what I expected. Well, we have, I mean, we were so excited about Brian Fuentes when he came, and then he was so bad. He was terrible. That was. Unbelievable, it's on kind of. par with Jim Johnson. Yeah, dude. Oh my gosh, unbelievable. Um, let's see. Coolest thing we saw in baseball. Um, so Jonah Heim plays for the Rangers. We love Jonah Heim because he's he was ours. Um, Sad. He got he. There was a play at the plate. Um, they reviewed it. They said he was blocking the plate. The, the run scored. Turned into a little bit of a rally. Blah 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 blah. It was next, so silly. He had a toe on the. Plate. He did. It was unbelievable. The next night, he hit a three-run homer. I think in his first at bat, at least early in the game. Yeah. And co- going around first, he did the little replay on the head headphones on the ears thing, and I loved it. It was it was one of the more like calm like rebellions that I like. It was so. It was like. In stark contrast, you remember Josh Donaldson got pissed off that one time yeah. and then hit a home run and was kicking kicking all the dirt all over home plate and got thrown out. Like, you don't need to be doing all that. You know, like, if you're mad, you just do a little tiny, just a little, hey, you know? Like, you guys are wrong, and now I hit a home run. So, you guys are stupid. 
Jonah just, High just continues to do everything right. He is letting his plane do the talking, and it is speaking loudly. Yes. Uh, for me, dude, Fernando Tatis in the outfield is going great. Yes. He, I think I saw a stat where he's one of the best in defensive runs saved. I couldn't tell you exactly where he's standing. But he uses his arm to throw like 100-mile-per-hour missiles all over the field, and I think it was at third base. Yes, yes. Gun someone down at third base in a game the last couple days, and it was just beautiful. I love a nice throw from the yeah, outfield. He's starting to remind me a little bit of Ramon out there, in so far as like when you see those plays developing, you know, you see the ball go, you see a single go through the right side, and you see that guy, you can see a little bit, and you see the guy turn at second, and you're like, don't do it, yeah, like don't do it, you're, you're gonna toast. get thrown, you're gonna get, you're gonna get hosed, and they're they're, it's starting to happen. He man, he's a good baseball player. He's a very good yeah, baseball player. I'm just, I'm happy overall that Tatis is having a a nice bounce back here and finding a niche for himself in the outfield. Yeah, I mean, he with how crowded it is, he needed a spot. You know, and uh, they're making it work. They are indeed. Um, let's see here. What do we got? Fantasy. All right, fantasy yeah. matchup. I had Ellie De La Cruz and Mackenzie Gore. Cruz got me. De La Cruz got me sixty-one points. Pretty nice week. Gore got me thirty-two point six. Not bad. Total of ninety-three point six. Um, Dan had Ryan McMahon, who I traded him in fantasy right before he got hot. He got 53 points, and Bryce Miller for 38.8. Total, 91.8. Probably our closest matchup yet, and I took it. Absolutely, and I'm starting to learn both in fantasy and both in the league that we're playing in and in this matchup. It's important to get starters that are having yeah. that are going to get two starts because Miller was like, when I looked, I looked a couple days ago, Maybe on Sunday, and I was like, "Oh, dude, Bryce Miller! Like, I'm for sure winning this matchup because right. Bryce Miller already went and shoved, he like and he's definitely going again. He's not going again. I think they're only pitching him once every like six days." Yeah, that was totally the difference. I had Gore go twice, and you had Miller go once. <clears throat> um, so yeah, I'm having fun with this. I think we're. I think this is a good little, you know, it's a good little thing. Um, and to well, oh, who who do you got for next week? I hadn't really thought about it. You want me to go first? But, yes, you should go first. <laughs> okay. I am on the pitching side. I'm going to go Michael Waka, who overall looks pretty rejuvenated as a Padre, I will say, which is exciting. Um, and I'm going to go with Tristan Casas, who is has I don't think has been quite the home run threat that a lot of people were expecting him to be. But I think over the last week, he's he's pretty hot. So, I will take it. I'll take those two. We'll see what they do for me. Alrighty. I will. I'm doing some weird stuff here. I'm going to go with Austin Hayes. Cool. It's been a hottie patati at the plate. Mm-hmm. Um, pitcher. Man, why not? Why not a little bit of James Cap? I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. He's been he's been pitching well. He's been striking people out. He hasn't been walking people. You know. Well, yeah. I don't know if we ever established that we can't like pick the same person twice. 
but I, I think we talked about it. We've both been trying not to, and <laughs> there's a distinct possibility we've messed up. I don't think we have. There, there were a couple people. I for some reason I feel like Michael. Somebody picked Michael Walker, but I don't remember I think it. I did. Did That's you? That's fine. I think we can each pick the same people. But we just. I'm not allowed to pick the same each. person twice. Just once each. Um, uh, what yeah. I was about to do is pick Lane Thomas, and I can't remember. He has been unbelievable. He's been so yeah. good. You have him in the league that we're that playing in, out. and I have him in another league that I'm playing in. So it's like anytime I see Lane Thomas Homer, I'm like, hey, I'm like, dude, we relented. We tried not to pick him up for so long, and then it was just like, well, I got him now. Well, and hey, he's just it's like it's like an 11, 12 point day every day unless he homers, and then it's twenty. You know, I mean, he's scoring runs, he's stealing bags, he's. I guess he's really terrible at defense, which is uh, unfortunate because he is quite the hitter. Um, they don't care. No one cares on no. the Nationals right now. Um, and to wrap it up, some pickups for you. That's right. Um, I got a funny one <laughs> just because he's been hot. I see it. Um, Billy McKinney. Ever since Judge went down, Billy McKinney is 317, 333, 659 with three homers and 42 plate appearances. I don't think he's going to stay that hot, but he's that hot right now. Um, so... You know, and then let's see here. Who else was I? Alec Thomas. Alec Thomas is back up with the big club, and he is also pretty hot. He's a pretty hot tamale. He's only been back for. I guess he was hurt. He was hurt, and he's been back for four games. He's homered. He's doubled. He's knocked in a couple runs, and that Arizona lineup is legit right now. So um, baby scoring. Yeah, totally. And the last one that I'm going to throw out there. Oh, also, all of these people are under fifty under fifty percent owned. The thing that we're trying to do here. Alec Thomas is four percent. Billy McKinney is two percent. And then Michael Garcia. He's hitting lead off for the Royals. Doesn't have a whole lot of pop. Um, but steals bags. He's fast. He's third and short eligible, and he seems like he's going to be a pretty useful player. So interesting. I've got a new one that I just came across. He's the number 12 ranked player in the last seven days in our league, and that is Mike Talkman, who is hitting leadoff for the Cubbies. Um, he's had a 295 batting average and an 805 OPS this season. He's been very good. He's got at least two home runs in his last four games. I don't know, man. Mike Talkman's been an interesting character throughout his career. He seems to play very well for a few games with with each of his new teams, and then he kind of like falls back off into the abyss. And then he comes back up with another team, and he's playing really well and running into walls and stuff. Mm-hmm. So interesting one. And then Joey Votto. Uh, Joey Votto's back. I mean, he was probably the points leader in this league just like four years ago. Yeah. I think and he, he homered. Was it last year that he hit like eight home runs in eight games? Yeah. And he homered in his first game back this year, as well as driving in a couple more on an RBI single. Um, I just wouldn't put it past Joey Votto to go on and hit 330 with a 400 on base. So yeah. You never really know. It's definitely in there, and he's done it not that long ago. So yeah. Joey Votto, that's the type of thing where that could win you a league if you play it right, you know? Good. Um, but I think that might be all we have for you. I think that's the end of episode 16, guys. Take a quick little peek see at the skizz. Blue Jays going to Toronto. Blue Jays and then Yanks. Blue Jays, Yanks, then Chee Sox. So we will see 
how this newfound pitching success will hold up against two pretty impressive lineups. <laughs> we're, we're obviously going to now sweep the Blue Jays and the Yankees because yeah. that's the pattern that the A's do. And I'm ready for that. So we will talk to you guys on the other end of a 6-0 and week. All righty. Until then, folks. Go A's. Go A's. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.